Big Podcast. From Big Podcast World Headquarters in Nashville, Tennessee, it's Big Podcast Insider, the audio edition. I'm David Hooper. The website is bigpodcast.com. And if you want to grow your audience, get more people interested in your shows, make more money with your podcast, you are in the right place. I've got a newsletter that goes out every Friday morning, 10 a.m. Eastern. If you are not on the newsletter yet, newsletter.bigpodcast.com. That is where all the links of the things that I am discussing will be. We haven't figured out how to do this for me to talk about something and there to be a link right on your podcast player because podcasting, you can get it any type of way. And I think that's one of the great things about it. I don't care what player you're using, what kind of phone you're using to stream this. If you're using a phone, I don't care if you're on a desktop. I don't care if you've got tin can and string. I'm glad you're here. I got a quick announcement before I get into this issue. I am working on a new book project and I am looking for people to feature, people being podcasters, specifically people of color, women, trans people, gay people, diversity in podcasting. That is what I'm trying to showcase. Just because you fit into one of those demographics, that is not an automatic end. You have to have something going on. But if you do have something going on, you got a good story and you're doing something that's related to what I'm writing about, I would love to use you as an example. You will be able to find out more information about this shortly in the newsletter. Again, newsletter.bigpodcast.com. I've talked a little bit about this on my Facebook account. You can look me up on Facebook or go to facebook.com slash bigpodcaster. I think one of the big opportunities that we have as podcasters is that we can be diverse hosts with diverse topics, working with a diverse audience. That leads me to the first element of this audio edition of Big Podcast Insider. There's an article going around. You might have seen it. It's complaining. I don't know. Maybe it's not complaining, but it's talking about no hit podcast. First of all, who cares? Let me say that. Don't let this stop you from doing what you do. Second of all, that's this dude's version of what a hit is. What is a hit? Of course, there are no hits when you're comparing apples to oranges. You cannot compare new media like podcasting to old school broadcast media like television or radio. The only reason that broadcast media has hits is because these outlets have a big ass antenna that forces their content on people, whether the people want it or not. And because those people don't care enough to either turn their televisions off and go do something like read a book or go online and search for what you're doing with your podcast, those shows become hits. Most people lead very boring lives. And I don't say that to be mean, but those are the type of people that hits go for. All these guys that make hit content are trying to do, and this is generalities, okay? I'm talking about the industry as a whole. They want to put something on the screen or otherwise in front of you that you're willing to tolerate and not turn off. It still counts whether you like it or whether you don't like it. As long as the TV is on and they can get those Nielsen ratings, they're getting credit for that and they're able to sell advertising for it. Podcasts, because you have to search them out, it's not just piped into your home automatically. People have to really like podcasts. It is self-selecting. You had to search for this podcast. I don't know what you searched for, how to make a podcast, how to build a podcast, big podcast, whatever. You are here because podcasting is something that you are interested in. That is not the case on broadcast radio or broadcast television. I know because I've got a broadcast radio show. 
We pipe that thing out every single week and you're going to get it whether you like it or not. You could turn it off. I went on a blind date one time with a woman. She's asking me about myself, what I did. So I'm on the radio. I got a show about the music business. She goes, oh yeah, comes on Sunday night. I said, yeah, yeah, I always turn it off because I don't like to hear people talk. I want to hear music. (laughs) It's not for everybody and good for her. But the fact is she had heard about it because it was piped into her, whether she liked it or not. We as podcasters, by the way, we kind of get into this hit thing because we count downloads instead of people. If you've looked at your stats, you're like, ooh, downloads are up this month. Downloads are up this month. We're growing. You are thinking hit. You are not thinking connecting with a person. Connecting with people is different. Yeah, in theory, those downloads equal people. But the real way to be sure that somebody's consuming your content, not just going for these Nielsen ratings of podcasts, which is pretty much the download statistics. Again, we don't know that somebody's actually listening to a podcast. They've just downloaded it. We don't know that it's not a bot that's downloaded it. It's almost like having a household with a television in it and maybe the television is on, but nobody's watching it. I knew a woman, she used to leave her TV on all the time. So why do you do that? Oh, the cat likes it. Cat gets lonely. He likes television. It sounds ridiculous, but we've got these thoughts running through our head and we think it belongs to animals. We think it belongs to download numbers. We think it belongs to whatever. And that the people consume our podcast our listeners are consuming in the same way that we do. Not the case. You are a podcaster. You care about podcasting more than most people. You probably listen to podcasts more than most people. Most people, let me take it back to what I said earlier. They lead very boring lives. They are just looking for something to pass the time. When it comes to hit shows, something that I mentioned that I think is worth talking about here, a lot of advertising is sold based on We are in this many homes. We are on this cable system. 80 bajillion people have access to what it is that we are providing through this cable system. You may have cable. You may have satellite or some kind of multi-channel selection of which you can pick one of those channels and watch it. But I want you to think about how you watch it. You've probably got four or five of those channels that you go back to again and again and again. Satellite radio, you've got that? 100 channels, whatever they've got now. They've got not only the broadcast channels coming through satellite, they've got online-only channels. So that's even more than they used to have. How many of those do you listen to? I don't know. You've got a button with five selectors on it. Radio manufacturers know this, and you know it. You're only going to four or five of those channels for 90% of what you listen to. So the fact that a channel is available to someone, that's not as important as these big stations, big stations, broadcast stations, would make you believe and would make advertisers believe. If we did podcasting numbers like that, we would look at how many iPhones there are, how many Android phones there are. And we would say, yeah, we're in this many homes. We're in this many pockets. We're in this many speakers. (laughs) But we know for a fact that not everybody with a smartphone is downloading podcasts. Same as broadcast television. Just because it's there, it doesn't mean that people are watching it. And the people that are watching it They're choosing one of those four or five channels. The reason these shows become hits is because these people don't deviate from those four or five channels. I talked about Bill O'Reilly. Remember him? Probably not. Primetime guy, number one in cable news. What happened? Sexual harassment. Gets booted. He goes online. Where is he now? Who knows? Are people following him? 
Absolutely not. I mean, some people did. Let's be fair. But most people did not. What they did is when they replaced him and they replaced him with Tucker Carlson, they started watching Tucker Carlson. Who's number one right now? Tucker Carlson. Is it because they like Tucker Carlson? No, it is not. It is because Tucker Carlson has a slot at prime time when people are sitting on their couches, choosing between four or five channels and don't think enough to either turn it off, read a book, or get online and search for a podcast. Maybe even talk to their spouse. (laughs) Podcasting brings quality. Doesn't bring quantity. Not necessarily. Joe Rogan, maybe. I'd love to have that many people listening to me. But his influence and listenership, it's actually down since he went exclusive on Spotify. He doesn't have those YouTube clips like he used to. He doesn't have the wide range of people that he used to. The same thing happened to Howard Stern. Once you go exclusive, you don't have as many people. But is the right people? We're talking about quality. Yeah, maybe. Maybe they're paying for him. Or they're downloading the app. You could argue that they're the true fans. Anyway, newsletter.bigpodcast.com that has more information on that. It's got a link to the graph with all the numbers that talks about how podcasting has no hits. Regardless though, let me take it back to that very beginning thing that I said. Who cares? It does not affect you. When you see this kind of stuff coming from old media, don't worry about it. Keep doing your thing. Go to your audience. They love you. They really love you. Whereas any of the hits, for the most part, they are only tolerating those. I've got a social media hack that will get more people to respond to your messages. It's a short and sweet Twitter thread. It'll take you about three to five minutes to read. It is important if you are doing outreach for your podcast via social media. It's about the header of your social media pages, Twitter, Instagram. I love Twitter. I've reached out to a lot of people via Twitter, not in a DM, but just the at blank, whatever their name is. Hey, come on my show. (laughs) Something to that effect. I described the show. Hey, I'd love to have you in next time you're in Nashville. And it's worked for me several times. My wife, photographer, she does a lot of business via Instagram. It's a visual medium. And a lot of people are doing bookings, setting up contracts, photo shoots, jobs via the Instagram DM. This post, and again, it's linked at newsletter.bigpodcast.com. It is important because it is going to get people to respond to you. You have to communicate with people in a certain way, not only in the message that you send, but when they get that message, they go to your header, they go to your bio, and say, hmm, does this guy have anything going on? And if you do, they respond to you. That's why this is important. This will show you how to appear that you have something going on because you do have something going on. You got a podcast. People are searching you out. It's not a hit, not according to broadcast media, but it is something with an audience that the right guest, for example, if you're doing guest outreach, would love to be on. I'll give you an example for me. I'm a guy with a book. It's a book about podcasting. I want to reach people who are one, interested in podcasting, or two, would benefit from podcasting, and they don't know it yet. Somebody came to me via tweet, said, I don't know, I'll check it out. And they've got a podcast or a media outlet that reaches one of those two types of people, either interested in podcast or somebody who would benefit from podcasting. I'm going to respond back to them. So consider that newsletter.bigpodcast.com. This will help your response. It'll get you better guests. It'll get you more interaction and more followers on your social media. Next up, you're talking into your microphone wrong. I love this. I had a guy that I interviewed recently. He sounded a little bit off. He sounded like he was in a bank vault or something. And he sounded kind of like this. And he had no idea because he's walking around 
and he's pacing and I don't have any idea what he's doing because I can't see him. We got on a video and it turns out he's talking into the wrong end of the mic. I tried to tell him, but he stopped me. He let me know this. He said, I've done hundreds of interviews this way. Never had any complaints. He was wrong and he sounded like balls, but it is hard to argue with people who don't know what they're doing or they've gotten away with bad behavior in the past and they think that what they're doing is right. This is why you need a video like this one. You're going to think it's funny, but it's actually a very compassionate way to tell somebody you're using your mic wrong. And if you've interviewed a lot of people, you know that this is quite common. People don't know which end of the microphone to use. So this guy goes step by step through some very common microphones that your guests are likely to be using. And he says, you're using it like this. Instead, use it like this. It's funny and it's a good way to let guests know here's how you sound better. You are doing a service to the podcasting world by sending this video out. Newsletter.bigpodcast.com if you want to see that. Are you getting podcast spam? If so, here's how to deal with it. This is something that will save you so much time and frustration. You have to put an email in your RSS feed. RSS is how we distribute podcasts. The downside of that is that anybody can scrape an RSS feed, they can get your email, and they can sell you stuff. Hey, I can get you to the top of the Apple podcast charts. Here's some podcast stuff to buy. Here's a guest that will be great for your show. And people are doing this all the time. The secret is to have a special type of email address for your podcast. And this is how that email address works. It looks just like a normal email address. It is a normal email address, except all those messages get collected and they are sent to you at a very specific time. They can be sent to you at the end of each day. They can be sent to you at the end of each week. They can be sent to you at the end of each month. So if you want a weekly wrap up of all the pitches that you're getting, good and bad, get one single email. Your box isn't full of spam. Your box isn't full of pitches. Even if they're good, all you got to do is look through this one long email and it's super easy to scroll through. Take you, I don't know, five or 10 minutes, let's say, if you're getting a lot of these pitches. Nope, 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 nope. Maybe on this guy, let me go back to him. Nope, 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 nope. It's going to save you so much time. It is free. Or at least there's a free option. The free version should give you what you need to do away with podcast spam, or at least do away with podcast spam filling up your email box. One message with everything sent once a week. That is what I suggest. Again, it's free, or at least there's a free version that you can use. There's also a paid version you might want to think about. Whatever, get what you need, but do look at it, newsletter.bigpodcast.com. You've probably been hearing about NFTs, Gary Vaynerchuk, Gary V. He's real big on NFTs now, non-fungible tokens. Lots of people are actually talking about NFTs right now. And I've seen more than a few people actually spend money on them hoping to make a nice return. It's an investment for people. They're not just selling them, they are buying them. Is it a good investment? I don't know. I met a guy in June, 2011. He kept telling me about Bitcoin. Around that time, Bitcoin was one cent. Would it have been a good investment? Yeah, you could argue that it would have been. But at the time, it was way far ahead and it was a gamble. I know some guys that have made a lot of money on Bitcoin and I know more than a couple of people who've lost a lot of money on Bitcoin. Basically the same game, they got in at different times. One guy lost his house. But again, some people have made money and these things come along and there are opportunities. Are NFTs an opportunity for you? I don't know. I don't know. But if you've got some information you want to look at, 
This is at newsletter.bigpodcast.com. These are the ways that publishers experimented with NFTs last year. You might get some ideas. You get some more information to help you make that decision for yourself. I think it's exciting to watch. Am I investing in NFTs? I am not. Am I making NFTs to sell? I am not. But it does work for some people. Being in the music industry, working with celebrities, if you've got that kind of pull, you've got that kind of fan base that wants to own something that's special, a collector's item, fan club type stuff, whatever it is that you're doing, you might be able to make a go at it. Like I said, Gary Vaynerchuk, he's hyping him up right now. Take a look at this. You owe it to yourself to look at this. Don't let this thing pass you by without taking a look. But again, I'm not doing it. It's not for me. It's not something I would necessarily endorse. I just see the potential. This is what I do. I see the potential in things and I share them with you. Newsletter.bigpodcast.com has info. Finally, I mentioned something about banking for podcasters. Speaking of money, you got a place to put your money. Last year, I was banking with a company called Aslo. A lot of entrepreneurs used Aslo. You might've heard of Simple. Simple Bank was the same bank, but that was for people, not businesses. It was the personal version as opposed to the business version. So it was shocking when Aslo went out of business. I said, man, what am I going to do? I'll give you 30 days. Get your money out. Find a place to put it. <laughs> That's basically how it went. I did some research. I found a company called Novo, and this is all linked at newsletter.bigpodcast.com. The account is free, no branches, no ATM fees. They got a nice app. If you get a check, take a photo of it. They deposit it online for you. Most stuff though, these days, who writes checks? And you'll get some occasionally. Most of the time, the money that you get is direct deposit. It's a different world than it used to be. So if you're thinking, you know, maybe it's time for me to change my business banking account. I used to do banking locally. Paying, I don't know, 30 bucks a month for a bank account, had a couple of them. So you're looking at 30, 60 bucks, whatever. And if you want to be done with that, Novo may be a good option for you. The downside of not having a branch, cash deposits, a little bit weird. If you need a notary, you can't just walk into a branch and get a notary to notarize whatever it is that you're notarizing. For just straight up cash, wire transfers, direct deposits, I've been really happy with Novo. It's not bad. Take a look, depending on your situation, five to 10 minutes to fill out the application. You'll be approved instantly. Newsletter.bigpodcast.com. Thanks for listening. I'm here every week with the audio version of Big Podcast Insider. The email, same stuff, a little bit different, newsletter.bigpodcast.com. That is where I will have more information about the new books that I'm working on. I'm looking for examples, like I said, especially diverse hosts. I want to show the different people that are hosting podcasts, non-binary, trans, gay, people of color, whatever you're doing, as long as you're doing it well, I would like to talk to you. If you're not subscribed, I will be bringing that up here as well. But the newsletter is nice. If you want something just to skim through, you want all these links. Again, newsletter.bigpodcast.com. Thank you for listening. If I can help you in any way to grow your podcast, get more people to your podcast, make people care about your podcast, make money with your podcast. Bigpodcast.com is where I am. I will see you there and I will see you here on the next episode of Build a Big Podcast.